Hey, good morning, everyone. Welcome back. Coming to you live from the CBS Community Code of Summers in Philadelphia. We are continuing. Beautiful Wednesday morning. Really lovely out. Um, and we are continuing here in the first parak of the third section of Der Hashem on the topic of Nevuah. We still haven't gotten up to Nevuah yet, but we're getting tantalizing close, closer to, uh, you know, the, 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 um, the load over here, the mother load that, that, uh, that the Ramchal has been chipping and chiseling away at as he's been taking a step-by-step, building up the basics over here, building up the building blocks uh, to allow us to really grasp and understand what prophecy is. And where he has led us thus far is this journey of understanding the different souls, the different types of souls, the multiple levels of the different types of souls, and how, although we, as B'nai Yisrael, as Jews, have an upper soul that towers way above our meager existence down here and has five levels. Towers all the way up. That's the spiritual soul that we have, which is part of us, which is locked into and cemented to our lower existence via the, the lower soul. It towers all the way up and it exists in in, in places that are, you know, uh, uh, very, very, very far removed from this existence, very lofty, sublime levels of existence, where in the soul part of us, the, the Yechida, the Chaya, the Neshama, really should be exposed and surrounded to glimpses and ideas and insights and clarity, things that are going on up there in the realm of the angels, in the realm of godliness, above the angels even. What prevents us from accessing that information is not that our upper soul is privy to that information and just can't relay it down, but more than that, the fact that our upper soul, although it exists up there and it's surrounded by all that information and it's in that realm, it itself is prevented from really accessing that information and receiving that information and being aware of that information due to the fact that it is locked into a soul that's all the way, locked into a body that's all the way down here, that puts a limitation on what it can perceive up there. And we've given a number of mishalim already to this, a number of different uh, analogies to understand this. We talked about the, the racing, the racing reng- engine, the diesel Detroit engine in the jalopy car that can't do much in that car. We talked about the hot air balloon that's rearing and fired up to rearing to go all fired up but it has ballast that's keeping it down the ballast will be the body the hotter balloon the the the, the that uh, that um burner inside that's all you know the jet fuel inside that's trying to get the balloon up into the stratosphere that would be the soul but it's it's brought down by the ballast um these are all good ways of understanding and approaching the this idea that the neshama that we have, the upper soul, is quite powerful, quite strong, but it itself is being prevented from from uh, glimpsing what it, it's surrounded by, where it exists, because its existence up there is dulled by the fact that it is locked into an existence down here. So that's like, it's limited by its lowest common form of existence, by the, the lowest denominator, which is the body down here. It's locked into that, even though not directly um, chained to it, but being that it is ultimately chained to a lower existence through all the links of chains, that affects it at its upper level up there. And, and that it says that we have a lofty nasham up there, which is, at the end of the day, connected to what should we do? Nebuch, to, to a lower existence down here that prevents it from really having the full access to um, everything that it is 
is surrounded by up there. It, it prevents it from having that access. Um, so we're going to see, based on that, something very um, interesting and maybe a little bit um, um, <clears throat> spooky. Uh, spooky, spooky stuff going on this morning based on, yeah, spooky stuff, really spooky stuff we're going to see this morning based on that model. And we may have to get give yet another update, and not an update, but a, a, maybe a third version of this, um, a third version of, um, of um, the analogies that we've been offering to explain how the, 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 the upper part of us is limited and held back by the lower part of us. And we have to get, get, give yet uh, a third analogy. Um, um, and we can maybe like combine, every analogy we've given so far is giving like a different kind of knetch, a different um, insight and understanding into the relationship between our upper existence and the lower existence and the effects, the detrimental effects that the lower existence has on the upper existence. I want to give a, th one, a, a final analogy. I, I, a, final, a final analogy for today, in any case. Here, here's a good one. Okay, and this is going to take us into today's discussion. So you have someone who um, is attending a top-secret meeting. Okay? They, they summoned, summoned him into a top-secret meeting of highest-level security, highest-level um, um, uh, information. Um, only, only, like, you know, people with, 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 with top-level access are at this meeting. Um, you know, we're, 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 we're having a, let's say, top-secret meeting to figure out how to... Uh, how to, how to um, block the well okay I wasn't going to say that I was going to say how to block the uh, the uh, electoral votes from, from being uh, certified something like that we're having like a top level meeting okay and, uh, and we're discussing top level stuff over there um, and uh, you know hardly anyone is in this meeting it's ultra ultra classified top top secret and so we're in, the, in this meeting and Discussing all kinds of crazy things, right? All kinds of wild, wild stuff. And we go into this meeting with a pair of earplugs, earmuffs, or those, you know, heavy-duty um, ear protectors that the, the, the people oh, that work in the airports wear, you know, those heavy-duty ear things that people that work on stand stages at rock concerts wear. So we're attending this meeting, but we have earplugs in. And we're like watching everyone gesticulating and frantic and talking and screaming and arguing with one another and writing things on blackboards and stuff. And we're watching the whole thing and we can't really follow anything that's going on. We don't have no idea what's going on because we're there. We're right there. We're surrounded by all this information, but we have earplugs in. We have the earmuffs on. We have those ear protector thingies on, right? We're surrounded, literally surrounded in the room with this, with this top secret meeting going on. But we're, we're not able to get a, a single aspect of it, a single iota of information out of this meeting because we are wearing earplugs. We have an impediment, something that blocks us from, from uh, you know, hearing everything that's going on, blocks us from, from processing, from, from receiving that information. This is, again, a third analogy, and we'll put this together side by side with the other two that you gave, the hot air balloon one 
and the putting the diesel engine, the Detroit diesel engine in, in the Dehu. In the Dehu. So a third analogy would be this. You're in, again, you were invited to this top secret meeting, um, but you come in wearing earplugs. The earplugs are the guf, and the the ears that are there the present at this meeting, it would be akin to the higher neshama. When the neshama is not blocked by the body, not blocked by the guf, it's there without the earplugs. But we're connected to a body. The body is necessarily those earplugs, those earmuffs, those ear protectors, and it prevents, being, due to its connection, due to its, the fact that it is necessarily cemented in its existence to a lower body, that are, uh, uh, that's a necessary pair of earplugs that um, you come into the meeting wearing, and that prevents the neshama from really processing everything that's going on, because Nebuch is connected to the earplugs. Okay, everybody got it? And, and that's, why am I offering a third analogy if we already, already, already had two? Because the point of this third analogy, what we see from the third one that we didn't get from the first two, is that the neshama really is there. The neshama really, our upper existence really is there in those upper oilamas, in the upper realms. Right now, as we're all sitting around the table, as we speak, as we're all sharing this work together, most of our existence is all the way up there, all the way up to the, the divine throne of God, all the way up to the, you know, five levels of neshama through five levels of existence. We do go all the way up there. We are there right now. But even as we are there right now, we are, we are unable to receive information that's up there right now. Because the body constitutes ear protectors, earplugs on the highest level of existence. That's what we're bringing out with this third analogy. In other words, the hotter balloon was good in that we see the body weighs it down. But the problem with that analogy is that the hotter balloon in that analogy stays down here also. It's not really down here. It's really up there. It is up there. But the balance is still affecting it from, from, uh, from, from you know, doing what it can do up there, perceiving what it can perceive up there. Each analogy is bringing out like a separate knetch over here, a separate little twist and wrinkle. Um, and supplying us with, with, with other different insights into getting the full relationship. So I, we can hang on to all three of these analogies, but the one that we're going to be working with and proceeding with this morning is this final one of attending a top-secret, high-level, classified meeting where we're surrounded by state secrets, surrounded by things that, that can never get out. The, the, the highest-level, most classified information, but we come in wearing earplugs. The earplugs are the body. And, and one. If you look, you could... Yeah, sure, sure. Blindfold too. Sure, sure. Okay, everybody got that? So why, why that, that's... Go that, good, what? Why you go to this meeting? This is an analogy. That is an analogy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway, anyway. So uh, everybody got it? Everybody got it? That's Mamish, the, 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 re, the relationship between the guf and the neshama and what the guf is doing to the neshama. We're, we're actually there as we speak. It's, it's crazy if you think about it, but each of us, we see each other sitting around the table... We're seeing, you know, the, the Kabbalists refer to the body as the heel, the akat. Why? Because you really have to see, uh, we have to understand it as such, that the body, the part of us that we all see and perceive and, and interact with, um, is to our actual existence as the heel is to the body. We're all here. This is just, you know, the heel into which most of us is really supported by and and extending from um and there's so much of us that goes all the way up which we don't see but it is up there but being that it is connected to this heel the heel drags it down and that's earplugs earmuffs ear protectors blindfolds whatever else you want to throw in there um is limiting the neshama's ability up there to perceive and grasp things if there wouldn't be that limitation again the neshama is in a place our 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 highest level of existence is in a place where 
in God's command center, essentially. It, it, it would, it, it's surrounded by, up here it sees lower level angels carrying out orders. Up there it sees higher level angels issuing orders. Up there it sees God issuing orders to the highest level angels. And above that it sees God in the command center planning everything out. Our Neshama really exists on all those levels. So if the Neshama would be able to perceive everything that it's surrounded by, that's high level, top secret information. That's class of information. You know, what's going to be with the stock market tomorrow? What's going to be with the stock market today? What's going to be with the weather tomorrow? What's going to be with the weather today? All that is going on up there, and the Neshama is surrounded by all that. But the Neshama is gagged and blinded and earplugged and earmuffed. And so it's not really able to process or receive any of that information. However that does set us up for some spookiness. So let's begin here Wednesday with a dose of spookiness. Hey, the Omnam. This upper lofty neshama that we have that's part of us, which goes all the way up, although, as we said, it is limited and, and, and suppressed based on the fact that it's connected to a body down here, it still goes through different circumstances, different events can Affect it, even up there. Ru'uyim la based on how that neshama functions. Va'afalpi is going to explain all this in a moment. Even though it's true, the neshama is cemented, linked to the body down here, as we explained, which drags it down, as we explained, and limits it from any perception up there, as we explained. It's, 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 it's earmuffed. It can't have, it doesn't have, it really is... Is surrounded by things that it's, it's it's completely oblivious to. Nevertheless, since it's still up there, it has a little bit of perception and a little bit of interaction with the spiritual realms that it's surrounded by. Whatever its connection with the with the body does not disallow, it still can perceive. So what the Ramchal is saying is there remains a, like a 0.00001% uh, ability of the neshama to have some sense and some perception of what's going on over there, being that it really is there and it does exist there. And even though the connection to the body takes away 99.999% of its abilities to process and receive information up there, but there is a 0.001 that still remains to it by virtue of the fact that it's up there, by virtue of the fact that it's up there. Um, and what that means is if we return to our muscle of the person who is in the top secret meeting but he is blindfolded and he is earmuffed and he's earplugged he can sense that something is going on he picks up on something he picks up on something something is going on he feels a commotion he feels a nervous energy he feels he feels something. He can pick up on the fact that something's going on. What's going on? Very, very difficult for him to f- pick up on that. And the truth is, uh, uh, there, there, let's take off the blindfold. There, there was, there was, there was. Uh, um, I, I, I did actually um, give it specifically that way. So let's return to the case where he's only earmuffed and earplugged and has those ear protectors, but he can see what's going on. But again, everyone's communicating. Everyone's talking. So when you're surrounded by people that are communicating with speech, you don't really know what they're talking about. Especially if you're not really adept at lip reading, we're just talking about neshama is not good at lip reading, but you can pick up on uh, something's up. Something is up. There's a commotion. Something is going on. The neshama is able to at least see sometimes that there's activity, 
And that comes from the fact that the, the goof doesn't totally disallow it from any perception of there because at the end of the day, the neshama is still there. The goof doesn't say the neshama is not allowed to be there. All the goof, the connection to the body, all that does is declare that you can't really perceive what's going on up there. You can't receive that information because you're, you're corporeal. You're connected to physicality. But I can't bring you down from there. You're still up there, and your presence up there, that's the point, oh, 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 0.001% that the body can't take away. That presence up there still allows the neshama to have some kind of interaction with Ruchnis, although a very, very, very insubstantial one. But sometimes that can make a difference. Sometimes that can produce results. The fact that it, it's aware of things that are going on up there. Let's see. The fact that it's, it's still barely present up there, and, 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 and to the degree that the, the goof doesn't block, which is the 0.001%, is not significant enough, is not substantial enough for the upper soul to have any perception, to have any awareness, to have any understanding of what's going up there, to be able to send it back down to us. With the exception of once in a while, with scant and 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 few and far between exceptions, outside hamiut, outside hamiut. So what the Ramchal just say? He just set up, set us up for something huge. The Ramchal just said that it could happen sometimes that the neshama, due to its presence up there in the command center, might actually sometimes pick up on something that could be sent back down to us. It could happen once in a while. Why? Because at the end of the day, it is there. And at the end of the day, it is connected to me. So although it's connection to me, well, not to me, connection to my guf, that's me also. It's connection to my guf. Although it's connection to the body, to the guf, prevents it from really being aware of anything, even though it is, it's me all the way up and down, once in a while, the fact that it's still present up there gives it the ability to have a very low-level awareness of something that will come back down to me. That could happen once in a while. What's the Ramchal referring to? He's referring to what we, re- what we call premonition, what we call sixth sense, what we call um, precognition, all of the above is what the Ramchal is referring to. And these are real, authentic ideas within Torah. Premonitions, precognitions, a sixth sense. I just got, I'm getting bad vibes. I want to get out of here. It happens once in a while. You hear from someone, you got really bad vibes. I got to get out of here. He leaves, and then a, 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 a tragedy occurs, you know, a few minutes later. Some, there's some big tragedy. It happens once in a while. Someone has a premonition of something awful that's going to happen, and it indeed happens. It happens once in a while that someone has a dream the night before of something really terrible, something really horrendous, and it actually plays itself out the very next day, the next week. These things are documented. Anyone here ever had premonitions, precognitions, flashes, dreams that, that ended up coming true? That ever happened to anyone over here? I get something different. I get like deja vu moons. Like deja, deja vu. I feel like I've relived these things and it always scares me because whenever something like that happens, one either something good happens or something bad happens. So whenever I get these deja vu moments, I'm like, oh, please, let it be something good and not bad. 
Like, just like I deja vu, right? Okay, deja vu would be another example of this. Deja vu. Something is, something is happening that you feel is beyond the realm of, 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 of um, you know, it's extrasensory perception. You're perceiving something that you can't put into words that it's not coming from, you know, normal uh, sensory perception and filtration. This is what the Ramchal is referring to over here. Um, and they're real things. Premonitions. Um... Are, 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 are coming from what the Ramachal is referring to. Uh, a sixth sense, some kind of feeling of, of dread, of doom, which, which, ends up, um, which ends up playing itself out, or a, a deja vu kind of sense of like, you know, having some strange feeling about what's happening, and almost as if I know the script, but I can barely read the script, I know something's about to happen, the deja vu kind of sense. This is indicative of something happening in our upper, upper, upper neshama, which that 0.001% of its, of its ability to perceive up there is perceiving something, picking up on something, and it's being relayed down to us. When does that, as Ramchal said, that happens once in a while, once in a blue moon, few and far in between, but it can happen. Now, now, how would that happen, and why would that happen? One second, let's take, we'll take the, we'll, we'll break for in a moment, I just want to read a couple of lines and speak something out, and we'll, we'll take that question or comment in a moment. But anyway, what, what determines this? What, what makes it that sometimes we do pick up on something, sometimes we don't pick up on something? Um, again, the neshama is up there 24-7, and the neshama is surrounded, it's, it's there in the in the uh, you know in, the, in in those smoke-filled rooms, it's there in the command center. It's there in where they're having the top secret meetings. It's it's present in the top secret meetings, but it just can't pick up on most of that information. It can't receive most of that information because it, it's it's earplugged. It's plugged up. It has those 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 the uh, ear protectors on. It has no idea what's going on because the body is the earmuffs, is the earplugs in its ears. But sometimes something can be going on over there, which is so so. Um, Huge on such a large scale, something that's so enormous, something that is so, let's say, catastrophic or cataclysmic, that the neshama is able to see. You know, something's going on. Something's big is going on. I don't know what. I don't know all the details, but I can see that there's activity going on. Everyone's very busy, and everyone looks very worried, and everyone looks really shaken up, and everyone's looking at me. Says the neshama. Everyone's suddenly looking at me, and they're like. They're looking at me, and they're they're all you know looking at me with with with, with pale, faint faces, and and, and 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 there's a commotion, there's activity, and there's, everyone's really, really, really uh, um, uh, shaken up right now, and it seems to have something to do with me. So that's the, that's something the neshama does pick up on all the way up there, although it's connected to the goof, although the goof does drag it down, it can pick up on that commotion, motion, activity, panic especially when it concerns the neshama itself. And that does get sent all the way back down to us. Because as we mentioned yesterday, we are just one long um, chain composed of link upon link upon link upon link. And when you uh, agitate the chain on the top, motion goes down to the bottom. If you agitate it very, very, very slightly, well, it's a very long chain, so you can't pick up on anything down here. If you just agitate it very slightly on top, nothing's going to happen down here. But if you take that chain on the top and you go like this, right? There's like an earthquake going on. On the highest level where that top of the chain is, you're going to feel something down here. That's what the Ramchal is describing. And this is why once in a while, a person, a Yid, can pick up on something like a premonition, precognition, a sixth sense, a bad vibe, 
got a bad feeling about this, and something ends up happening, or a, a, a dream, a precognitive dream. People once in a while will say, I had a dream the night before, and you know, that dream played itself exactly out to a T, detail by detail, the next, the next morning. That is the, 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 the neshama, something so uh, enormous and cataclysmic was, was being foretold up there that the neshama did pick up on Epis, part of it, in spite of the fact that its perceptions are dulled and blocked based on the connection to Guth. So it's A, something high level, this, this shaking it up up there, it makes such a shake that the, 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 it comes rattling all the way down to us. Says the Ramchal, this is the Pshat, and what Chazal have described as the following, the Gemara Megillah, V'hu Masha Amru Chazal, this is what is meant when the Gemara refers to, Afal Gavdi Yuloi Chazi Mazlei The Gemara sometimes talks about something, a, a, a circumstance in which sometimes a person doesn't see what's going on, but his Mazel sees. A person is not aware of what's around him, but his Mazel's aware. And the Gemara is exactly talking about this idea of a premonition. A sixth sense, a bad vibe, I, I get bad feelings, you know, I, I'm spooked out. I know something's, something awful is about to happen. I don't know why I feel that way, I don't know what it is. That's mazle chazi, his mazel that refers to the upper levels of his neshama, is through the 0.001% perception, is perceiving that something awful is indeed swirling in motion up there in Shemaim. Why are they all looking at me? Why is there such a commotion? What's, what's going on up here? I don't know, but I'm, I, I'm scared. And those feelings go all the way down. That, that, that information goes all the way down here. And I, so it, it results in this premonition without clear perception. And that's a person's mazel picking up on something. The mazel referring to the highest level of his neshama. It means something was able to penetrate and break through the earmuffs up there. Something, in other words, not, 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 again, never the idea in its fullest sense, never the idea in its full clarity, but there's so much commotion is up there that something was able to be picked up on by the person's neshama el It doesn't send anything clear down here. It only sends movements. It only sends a shakeup. It only sends agitations. And sometimes, you know, certain, certain low-level, and and, thr- and 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 very uh, um, very uh, fuzzy and foggy perceptions that are based on the fuzzy foggy perceptions of the shop up there that that are being sent all the way down the chain. That's the best we can get down here. Again, and that's the deja vu also. Deja vu is something very very foggy, very vague, very unclear. That's what's sent down to us, but. Big things are happening up there. You get a little bit of it, not more, because A, the Nisham itself up there is only getting a little bit, and B, it has to be sent down through the system of chains down here. But this is essentially the Ramchal describing this phenomenon, and it's, it's, it's not an unreal thing. And This is um, the correct understanding and take of all these you know, extrasensory phenomenon. Yiddishkeit does not require us to, to, to dismiss these um, concepts to sweep them under the rug or to kind of ignore them. Things like premonitions, um, precognitive dreams, sixth senses, deja vu, all that kind of stuff, the extrasensory stuff, is a result of Mazle Chazi, of a person's existence up there, his neshama's up there. The neshama is surrounded by top-secret classified information all the time which you can't perceive, but once in a while, something is so um, agitating, is so enormous, and so high level, especially if it's relevant to the person themselves, that it will send something down here. Um, okay, we'll, we'll take the questions and comments in a moment. I just want to, uh, in the 
I just want to send this out before I sp say something. Now I'll say something. 